You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, as you know, because obviously you were tuned in last week, uh, right. we are definitely getting to A Man Called Otto, uh, since it's timely yep. and, and fascinating and Tom Hanks. Is it doing well? You know, for I what thought it, it was doing pretty well. It is, it's doing it's doing really well, I think. I mean, like, we'll get to I, it. Considering the kind of movie it is. Yeah. And I mean, you got to balance the whole Tom Hanks factor or whatever, Man. because some people are going to make it to him, right. whatever. No matter what. But you had to expect that this was not going to actually draw that yeah. many people. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you watch it. And it's it's the same with the original in, yeah. in a weird way. Like, you watch the trailer, and, you know, that's just not open people <laughs> right. In, right there's no it's jedi like, there's no it's like a movie that's based on being pretty boring right so you know right i mean people who are gonna see it are gonna see it or whatever but yeah. it's it's doing pretty well considering what it is because you just know there's only so much tom hanks required marketing push that yeah. they're gonna do for it right. because it's only it's only gonna do so well no matter what no matter happens, what right right yeah, I didn't even let you get twelve seconds in before I jumped on you. Uh, exactly. So um, we're gonna. Uh, so we got a man called Otto, and then we're gonna do Living, which uh, is the Bill Nye movie, yeah. and uh, we mentioned that one last week. We're gonna try to get to as many others as we can. Uh, we have uh, kind of an overwhelming list to still get to, yeah. and I don't know uh, how far we're gonna make it, but we're at least gonna get like a couple more, hopefully. Yeah. Um, just trying to wrap up anything that is, you know, the biggest things that are nominated for stuff that are coming up that have already won awards or that were nominated for lots of awards or, uh, you know, our, our Oscar hockey things yeah. right, for one reason or another. And uh, because we want to make sure that we get through as much stuff as we can, uh, because next week is going to be our best list. So we're yeah. going to have the best of the year. Here we go. And we might as well have mentioned most of the things, which, yeah, uh, you know, for me, I feel like uh, we've covered everything we need to on my list. Yeah. Right. Um, but... Yours is so extensive, uh, though, and, and but there are other things too that are, uh, you know, you don't want to sure you don't want to have your best list and go. Well, they never even talked about number, this movie, so maybe they never yeah, saw it. Number two, when they were like, "What the hell is that?" Uh, anyway, so uh, we got to yeah. really jump in because uh, we're trying to get through things. So, a man called Otto, Tom Hanks. It right. is a remake of a really recent movie. Yeah, that was surprising. Which it's kind of weird, really. Yeah. But um, it's uh, it's a remake of uh, you know a man called Ove, which that wrong so which much. is a Swedish movie. Well, it's funny because when you hear it in the movie, yeah, right, it's really like his name is Ove, right? And then there's like this little tiny it, noise. Yeah, it trills. Because they, they don't really it. say like Ove, right? Like in that hard. in that hard way. Yeah. yeah it's like Ove. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, I listened like, to it two or three times to see if I could catch it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, I'm gonna mess it up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so this is uh, like the remake of that, uh, which, as I said, it's like really. It's not even know, ten years that, old. It's not even like three is it, years old. Is it really? It's like two years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's it's like really really recent wow. movie. It's it's like it's like right at pandemic time or whatever. I mean, it's insane. really recent. Um, anyway, yeah, but, uh, so it's a remake of that and it is, you know, there's a lot of different ways to go in making, redoing a movie that's a foreign movie. And, and this one is pretty hardly, I think, Americanized. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and not to the movie's benefit overall, really. 
And uh, <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking about this and not that we have a lot of time to babble, right? Oh, we, we've got some time. Um, but for people who are not super longtime listeners of the show, yeah. right? Uh, it made me think about this because I did so much thinking about this movie and, you know, connecting it with other things and yeah. everything. And I'm like, like, I, I, you know, we don't have our notes, right? Right. The original theory of the show, uh, was the instant reaction review uh-huh. where we would literally <laughs> like have sometimes a half hour right maybe an hour or something from time we watched a movie to time we just started talking yeah and uh and and travel was sometimes involved in right, that right. hour yeah, right right uh and our theory was you know to do something completely different from when i'm writing reviews which, right right is like i try to think about it yeah you're in, really going in in detail yeah. or whatever and just start whatever it makes you think right then and whatever babbling and, you know, a fair amount of the time we would come back the next week and go, I want to change my. Yeah. Right. I've the- thought about this a bit. <laughs> you yeah. Know, whatever. Right. Um, but just to get, I love that, you know, the fact. And, and so the thing is like in the intro to the show, you know, I mentioned that uh, we try to kind of have that idea. Yeah. Like, we can't possibly not think about the movie. Right. 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 But we try not to, you know, be organized. Um, <laughs> like as you right. mentioned once in a while, we don't have a bunch of notes. It's nothing. We don't have all this stuff. We're trying to just make sure each we other. get out or whatever. Yeah, right. Right. We're just trying to be as much like that as we can. Yeah. We don't, we're not over processing our right. thoughts on it or whatever. Right. But with this one, it, it actually made me think about it because I was like, you know, I did, I'd never get this stuff out in the same way because I did think about this movie a lot. And before I go into all this, um, I'm going to say, I could only give this a seven. Um, despite the fact uh, that I would give the original movie probably 10, nine and a half. I think, um, yeah, I feel like I graded this at one point, <laughs> the original, the original? actually. Um, and I, and I, here. then I think it was like nine and a half, um, yeah. when we were talking about it at one point, because it's just, it's, it's such a different, it's pretty flawless. you know, sensibility behind yeah. it. Right. And, uh, and this one, it's like the Americanization of it killed it. And, and the reason I had this whole long tirade about, uh, walking really quickly and because i'm going to jump over to you to get your grade yeah but it made me think so weirdly of let the right one in yeah and that's a great example and the american version i'm like it it did exactly the same thing to the original movie right (laughs) and and, no that's great and took all of what i loved best about the original and it's like ah the story's still there and so you know it's fine Mm -hmm. right but it's and uh, and then it also made me think of, and and this is also the weirdest thing, but it made me think of when they tried to Americanize coupling the <laughs> British the sitcom. Yeah. And and I was like, well, because yeah. I love the original oh, yeah. show. Yeah. Um, because it's hilarious. Yeah. Um and uh and stars all the British people that you know right. in any American thing that's come out with young people. Right. Anyway. Um, but it was also the same thing. And somehow they tried to like Americanize the brand of comedy, right? The humor. Doing. Like, and it was like, no, right. that's, isn't it weird how culture is just kick. Uh, yeah. Like, it's really like, you're like, this is hilarious because you either sophisticated enough to understand different cultures, or you maybe spent time in another place and you get there, you get their stick. But if you, Lay it on someone who's like used to one thing. Absorb and understand like the background that they're telling that joke in. Yeah. But then you go, no, we have to like Americanize that joke. Yeah. And try to, it it never works that way. Slightly different. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I I could only give it a seven. I thought Tom Hanks was actually pretty good in it. But at the end of the day, I feel like his performance really, because it's like, you know, it it's like as we talk about semi often, it's like how good is he doing 
what they're telling him to do. And I think the problem is how they're telling him to play this whole thing. Yeah. Assuming, you know, he's not just really in to really join it. He might be. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Uh, because he's Tom Hanks. But anyway, right. um, anyway, I gave it a seven. So you, you, I thought it was, thought it was interesting as an exercise anyway to just stick to reviewing it. And I, I could do that. I can't, you know, and part of that is because I had seen a man called Ove. Um, ooh, that wasn't that bad. Um, uh, not that long ago. I think I saw it the week we did see auto. So I saw it right. the week before last and I loved it. I mean, it just, what it does is what, like you said, Tom Hanks's film does pretty much the same stuff. I mean, there's a few deviations and there's a couple real American versions of something. Right. For the most part, it's, it's a pretty close cover song, you know, right. and not a lot of, of, uh, exploration there on your own side of things. It, it just worked so well. I, you know, I, I guess, well, or I blab too fast. I thought I gave it a seven too. I, I thought it might be higher than that. And then I try to, even though we don't do the instant reaction stuff anymore, when I leave the theater, try to just throw the number down on my right, phone. Right. Like I try to pretend I'm driving over to the house do the show like we did for so long what would i give it and then i think like well what are the four or five things that i'm thinking of why and that's usually what i start off with and then i listen to you and then i bounce off you know that's how we that's how we do the show now versus then i think i would have maybe given it even a seven and a half or maybe a six and a half like i was in that window and i just settled on seven we were only uh, we're not quite two minutes into the movie and I leaned over to you and bugged you in the theater and just said, this isn't going to work. The audience, there's a scene early on, Tom Hanks is in a hardware store. He's buying a bunch of stuff, buying a few items. One of the things that sets the scene up is he's bought five feet of rope and they sell it, you know, every three, yeah, the yard. every yard they have a price and he's dickering with the price and he's ornery and cantankerous and the audience we're in is laughing. And I, when I leaned over to you, I said, this isn't going to work. This movie isn't going to work because they love angry Tom Hanks. Right. They love grumpy Tom Hanks. Right. And in a lot of ways, one of the reasons that the original film worked so well is I didn't know the cast. I'm not up on all my Swedish you know, actors, really. That guy, um, Rolf, I can't remember his last name. It's something really amazingly Swedish, though. Uh, he's so good at being so angry and confrontational. But later when he has his transformation and softens a bit, you feel it. It, it has an impact. Here, you're already softened to Tom Hanks. So right. all the hard work here is like when a character comes on screen and they have to deteriorate into some form of madness by the end of the film, but they're already at 11. You know, like you sometimes will call them out on. You're like, you got nowhere to go. That said, Tom Hanks is a, is a movie star for a reason. And he... I thought did a really good job with what was going on. I just could not let go of the comparison of what it should have been and how both unfair that is and how terribly fair it, it also is. And, and, you know, really just how it makes it a completely different story. It makes it just a different story, really. It, it does. So it is actually so weird to watch. <laughs> yeah. That I really recommend that everyone see the original. They should. They really just, should. Just for the, you know, perfect comparison of how you can basically be telling the same story yeah have the same bullet points and the same outline and mm -hmm. everything and yet end up with something that's completely different because you know like you just said he's gotta you know like soften right yeah and the original it's like i mean yeah he softens right and in this one it's like he was already soft right and now you know he's just gooey yeah, right. <laughs> right. I mean, now yeah. he's like so far. Yeah. In order to move anywhere from where he's starting, he has to move to, uh -huh. you know, really. I mean, and at the start of it, right, it's like you've got two different versions of things going on. Both of them are, you know, old men shaking their fist at you, telling yeah. you to get off their lawn. Yeah. 
And one of them is like, ah, it's old Tom Hanks over right. there, you know, whatever. Yeah. And the other one is like the one where all the kids in the neighborhood ride on the other side of the street, right? Right. I right. Mean, because he's like a crazy, <laughs> crotchety old yeah. man who might throw his cane yeah. at you or whatever. Right. Like he's like it. Serious. And he looks like a mountain of a man, right. too. There's a, well, I'm sorry. It, no, it's just, I'm, I was just going to say, like, it's a very serious, he's mean and crotchety. Right? Yeah. He's like a, a mean old bastard. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is like, you know, ah, he's a mean old bastard, whatever. Right. You know, like, right. I mean, it, it doesn't keep anyone from coming over to the house. Or, yeah. Right. Or, yeah. Or, or, like basically championing him when he's not even there and yeah. talking about how great he is. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait, what you handle his prickliness, you know, fine. You know, it's not, but okay. You're like, I mean, look at that guy when he's out, you know, there's a couple things that work so well in the original that just, they should have left. I got the feeling that Tom and Rita are watching this film and they're like, we can do this. Right. You know, and, and that's fine. That's all well and good. Part of me wishes as much as I, I genuinely like Tom Hanks overall anyway, but m the majority of his acting choices I'm in favor of, even though he's just Tom Hanks. Like I get that yeah. too, but there's a, there's a couple things that they should have just skipped, um, or not translated in the American way. Like you said, excuse me, there's a, there's a scene in the original where they set it up properly where I guess in Sweden, when you're learning to drive, they put learner plates on the car. So everybody knows like the person in front of you is actually a learner in the United States. The best that we have is a student driver bumper sticker on some driving school. There's a great scene in the original where he's teaching his new neighbor, this pregnant woman who's learning, um, learning how to drive Marisol, how to drive in this aggressive driver's like honking a horn. He jumps out furious, grabs the guy, yanks him out of his car and says, can't you see the learning plates? What's the matter with you? Hit that horn again, and you're going to find out. Right. And believed every second of and that. that scene. I believed every second of it. such a different scene. In the right? American version, like, yanks the guy out of the car, and Tom Hanks is doing his best tough guy. And he's like, can't you tell she's learning? I'm like, no. I mean, all, the whole setup of the scene is off, except that it was in the original. So we got to have it. I didn't think in this film, if I took stuff away, it was because the emotional weight of things had me as the audience doing more, and I could compare it to the Swedish version. When Tom Hanks has to reconcile with his, his old friend in the neighborhood, I didn't buy it. It felt prescribed, not earned. In the original, I thought they went through every motion and hit every mark to earn it. These films end differently in a way they're they're still very similar but they end in the setup a little bit differently actually i kind of like the american one too um i thought i was going to hate it because i thought it was going to be very clunky right especially after it. the first half hour right after the first half hour i thought i was really going to hate it yeah i was, I was like, worried oh man this, this is this is just this going is to keep on the trajectory here yeah where it just kind of flubs mm -hmm. everything and stuff but but also as far as uh, I feel like in the American version, uh, when you're talking about the part where they kind of reconcile with yeah. the, they have like this weird feud and it's like, yep. you know, you know, we're now post who, right. As yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks talks about, I feel like that whole part, the American version just completely robs you of that Yeah, because the American version never actually gives you anything like a reason to understand why they're mad at each other. Right. 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 Apart from. I mean, the only thing you can get out of that is that, uh, you know, Otto is really nuts, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's because it's like, it's just this car thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's this homeowners association who, because Otto's wife now needs a wheelchair and yeah. he's really pissed about it and they won't fix it. And somehow there's a coup over that. Right. Like, like Tom Hanks is crazy about cars. Like he's really a loon yeah. and he will not be friends with you. And his friend who had this coup is like really some heartless psychopath yeah. who is mad at Tom Hanks for <laughs> being mad about wow. things to do with his wife who's in a wheelchair. And you're like, what yeah. is this Where argument yeah. and hatred and who yeah. and all this stuff? Yeah. And you, it's really kind of like it. The movie just says, "Look, they've been mad at each other for years. 
And you just have to accept that. Right. And we'll show you some stuff that's nonsensical and kind of, you know, a little like gag of yeah. looking at a bunch of different cars right. and you'll just play you'll just along get, yeah. and whatever. And it's like, uh, it was all it, of that was like getting to like cringeworthy. It was very clumsy. The Ford Chevy, you know, debacle, yeah. I, you know, I understood it. I understood it meant something more. And I just thought it was, I mean, you gotta have something else behind that if you want to have this gag of opening the garage doors to newer and newer cars you just keep getting new cars and stuff you know fine but you got to have something going on there right and as a device i get it that we're showing time you know but still like you said it doesn't work i guess my two quick thoughts before we jump on to something else is the the second most important character in both films is the woman marisol um who i thought in the foreign film I thought she was pretty solid all the way across. In the American film, I think pretty solid all the way across. Like I actually think you could have technically maybe even interchanged them and you still would have had such a great thing. I thought they both did excellent. Would have really, really, really loved to have seen Brendan Gleason in this American version. Right. I think he has the the face, the posture, the gruffness, the tone, the the literal the literal vocalization to really, be that especially cranky. like like you just said when you're jumping out of the car and stuff right yeah you just have to be kind of a bigger guy you have to just or that for, to, for some of the stuff yeah or yeah you have to change the stuff right maybe so the truck isn't a truck and it's, it's just okay, another car right? and that yeah. person's small or i mean yeah. but thin. in the original right it's like she gets mad and you're like oh that dude's gonna get his ass kicked right. and then the american one you're like oh tom hanks gonna get his ass kicked. <laughs> Like he's right. gonna jump out right. and start, you know, bullying some dude in the truck right. who's honking at you, and you're yeah. like, yeah. And luckily, he pulls the guy out, and he's not like a real guy. Yeah, and he just kind of goes, "Okay, look, right. crazy old man, or whatever." Right. But it's like, man, that's not what the scene's supposed to right. be. Right. Right. It's not like, supposed to be it. I guess. I guess I would say that the surprising talent of everyone that was in the the original film was a great relief like it was just so much fun to watch and would love to see that again i get that the audience is already on tom hanks's side and to do that they they are already there for the emotional end of the film for him that kind of currency anyway goes a long way with maybe selling the end of a film um but it it just doesn't you know, nobody, nobody wants to see Tom Hanks get hurt or die or be sad or get into a fist fight over a traffic incident, but it's noticeable. The other two quick things, I guess I would say for me, you know, I didn't like, and it's not because it's a nepotistic kind of thing, but I didn't like Truman Hanks as young Otto. No, I didn't either. At all. Didn't think that it worked. Ever. Like he's he's not doing an awful job. He just doesn't fit that role. And even if someone were going to cast um him solely because he looks like a young Tom Hanks, forget that he's his kid. Truman actually looks a lot like his wife, Frida. Doesn't look very much like Tom to me at all. So I'm like, well, maybe this is just me and I just know too much. But right. I did not think and it's not even a comparative thing, because I thought young Ove looked fine but did great. Right. It's just Roman just did not nail that for me. And I didn't know if that was yeah, me or yeah. um the other thing. I don't know. I forgot. It's right. not that important. Uh yeah. Okay. The only thing I was gonna say is um, you know, jumping off of uh Marisol, uh, you know, I thought she was good. Okay. Yeah. I thought the couple was like so weirdly Americanized for yeah. me. Um because it was uh we had to make that couple fit something different in like an overall, you know, communal zeitgeist or something where it just was like, it just wasn't the same. And she was, you know, she was good and she's clearly, uh, she's wildly charismatic and pulled off who she was supposed to be delivering and everything. Mm -hmm. Her her husband is nonsensically stupid, right. which was annoying. Right. Like that's not, you, you know. There's like some level of stupid that he has to get mad at. Right. That it's like no, that's not actually it. It's like people being regular. Yeah. Is, 
is the stupidity that he gets right. bad at. Right. right. They don't actually have to be so moronic that they're climbing up a ladder to open a window. They can't open on the outside right. of their house and all this, you know, he just exudes being completely clueless. Yeah. He doesn't have to, you know, the beginning, like I said, you know, the beginning of the movie was hurting me. Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be that bad at parking. He just has to not be able to do it. Right. right? He doesn't right. have to get buildings. He doesn't and have to drive into you know, whatever. I mean, it was uh, anyway, it I was guess. just, it was over. They were just overdone. You know, it's like, we have to take what their theme character yeah. is supposed to give us. Like we just have to keep cranking it up more and more and more. Yeah. And it's just like, no, nah, that's just, that's not, Right, you know, you're being silly and right. you're like pulling me, pulling out of what you're trying to tell by doing that. Anyway, if you're on a bus, I agree. If you're on a bus or a plane and the double header is Tom Hanks in this and Clooney and Roberts in Return to Paradise, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a fine flight or right, drive. Right. You know, it's not gonna be the best film you've ever seen, but it's in my mind we have certain zones too. And in my mind, this is like a perfect airplane. This is a good zone. This is an airplane movie. You know, you're just sitting there, you're going through the scrolling, and you're like, it's what not have I not seen? Bad. It is yeah. entertaining. It you will know, keep whatever. your attention. Right, right. It's fine, but it's just, it's just what it is. So, uh, all right. So we've uh, we've got to screech through things. So we're gonna uh, next jump into Living. That's the Bill Nye movie. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna kind of double this up in a certain way with the whale. Um, because for me, it is a, is an interesting duality yeah. that those two movies make with each other. Um, and, uh, the weirder thing about it is I'm really not sure where you're going to go on either of these movies. Mm. So, uh, so I, I guess we'll just kind of do living, uh, somewhat quickly in the way, and then we'll just kind of mash them together, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, living. So it's Bill Nye, and if you don't know anything about the movie, which you might not, the whole premise of the movie is uh, Bill Nye. He works somewhere. Yeah, right. He works in England in like public works, whatever. Um, in you know he's like the cog in the machine, right? You know, whatever in a in a room around a table with a whole bunch of other cogs. Right. None of whom know what their job is. Right. Or whatever. And, uh, and they, you know, they, they pass things along to the other departments who are at the same time trying to shove stuff on them. Yeah. And nobody wants to actually do anything. Yeah. He's obviously older. Bill Nye, he is, you know, an older guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and it comes down to, uh, he gets to, he realizes he's like, you know, at the end right. of things yeah, completely in general. And, uh, and, you know, one day he's like, I don't know, what if I actually did my job? Right. <laughs> or whatever. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and just kind of has this, um, you know, when the finish line of life gets actually drawn in front of me and I have to look at it. Yeah then maybe I'll think differently about things or whatever. And, you know, what effect will that have on anything else? Me and other people and yeah. whatever, right? right? And, uh, you know, it's very like uh, fortune cookie outline. The movie is kind of about this, yeah, right? The movie is about like some bumper sticker, you know, phrase okay. of whatever. Anyway. Um, so trying to stick to form because I have like a bunch of things rattling through my head. Uh, I tried really hard. I really, really tried hard because, uh, Bill Nye is just awesome in this. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of things going on in this movie. I tried really hard not to give this movie a 10 and I couldn't, you couldn't do it. Yeah. I really, really, for some reason, I don't even know why. But there are a lot of things about this movie that are so just glaringly like uh, just 
throwing platitudes out by having people do certain things and act in certain ways. And all the time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, you know, just there is some cynical me that should be hating this movie. Yeah. <laughs> because it's because of how it's approaching things. And somehow the movie actually like did all that stuff in like the weirdest way that worked. And it was, you know, almost like being a parable in a mm -hmm. movie form or something yeah. that actually came together. And I'm like, Oh my God. And like, by the time the movie was over, I mean, man, I just, I couldn't, I just, yeah. I ended up just loving everything about it. Despite the fact that on paper, if you just list off what happens and stuff, There's you have there. to kind of roll your eyes. Right. At it, right? It's a grocery list. If, if you're just like, if the first time you ever see a grocery list and you're like, this is art, you're like, that's celery and peanut butter. And you know, that's nothing. It, I guess if it was written well, you right. know, in, in that way, it reminds me of the, the old film, like the, the man who came to earth, who's just looking at a Coke right, bottle right. and he's like, whoa, you know, Bill Nye is amazing. Um, he is absolutely like brilliant and how subtle he is and everything here. Uh, I didn't love it as much as you did, but only in the back end of the film. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. You, you take off seven for credits. It's like 90 minute movie. Really? Right. I mean, and I think the first 50 minutes are about as solid as a fun, unexpected end can be. I mean, it just it did weird thing for me that not that it really hurt the film. It just stopped being as potent. And for me, what happens is Bill Nighy is not in those scenes for a, for a fair for, amount. for a fair amount of the second half of the film. Now again, we're dealing with a guy who's got a mortal issue here, and it isn't just that whether he dies or he doesn't die. It's just there are scenes where his coworkers are doing things. There's scenes where his family are doing things, and it's not so. It's it's if I'm being fair and I'm being honest, it's not so awful that what they're doing is even a distraction. It isn't. It's just lost the momentum of when Bill Nike is in this character. And as Williams, you know, as Mr. Williams walking around and doing all of these things, commanding this respect, showing people like this is how true gentlemen are to be. And his real gravity in when he's talking with uh one of his female co-workers at, at times, and he later confesses to her not only his condition, the reason why he sort of latched onto her is because she reminds him of what it's like to live. Right. Hence the title of the film. This stuff is beyond measure. This is awesome. And it's because of Bill. I mean, that guy, it, it would be easy to look at, this is one of these things that we sometimes talk about. It's easy to look at this performance and be like, he's not doing anything. You are not watching what he's doing. He's doing everything masterfully. This is like watching anyone, whatever the example, whether they're making sushi or they're just crafting something on wood, it looks simple. All they're doing is a repetitive action. But when the end result is in front of you, it's art. It's it's perfect. He is so much fun to watch that when I fall, when I fell off the film a little bit, I can't remember if I said it out loud or not, uh, I would give it like eight and a half. Yeah. Like I'm still in love with this movie. The biggest scene that I have a real problem with is when his son is talking to Mrs. Ms. Harris and he keeps that scene is just so clumsy and it's not because of the timing of the film when they're finally together and he's asking her about his dad. Right. I get that that's going to happen, but it's just so badly written to me or badly acted. And I can't tell which one it was, but it's like four times in a row. He keeps saying, well, I know we haven't been properly introduced. Now, in a scene like that where you're meeting someone for the first time and you're flustered and you're dealing with the emotional weight of what's happening, maybe you actually do repeat yourself. I hated that whole scene. I hated everything about that thing. In fact, I hated why it was necessary to do in that way when everything before it was working so well. There's a scene, there's a scene kind of near the end um, that Bill is in again, and I liked it because of him being in it. But it had, it had just stumbled a little before I got to that. And I had never seen the original Kurosawa film. I've always wanted to. Man, talking about seeing a man called Otto and a man called Ove, like now we're, I mean, we're really talking about remakes. 
being amazing. I don't really, I don't, you must have seen Ikaru. Oh, yeah. Zaru? Whatever it is. I would love to just check that out and see if it's even close in many of the ways. The stuff that's the bureaucracy, the stuff that is him, the beginning of the film when uh, his assistant actually like holds people back to give him space as he's walking to the church. Like, I'm loving every single thing about that. It's very, it's very London. You know, yeah. it, was, it was really fun. Yeah, it is. Um, so he is nominated or was not was yeah for like best actor everything right yeah and uh and i feel like this is one of those things where uh to me this really highlights i think a problem in like society right yeah where uh and, and you see this a lot like really to me like in sports right where i think where uh, uh we've gone wrong in a lot of ways right is in you know in sports you're like uh it's my side you're watching like football or basketball or something like that and there's like some you know the ref calls something right Right. and then they show it on the jumbotron and it's really obvious which way you know what i mean like if this were a better world right the other team would just go no you're right that's that's what that is right but is that what they do no they all jump up and go no we were right right like dude no it's like you know there's no like honor right Right. within like sports it's like we're all was safe no he was out yeah. right and it's like yeah you know he was out you know it and you're just say you know yeah. and, and like that drives me nuts when yeah. i watch sports yeah this is the equivalent of that in that any award that an actor wins this year they should just give it to bill nye and if they don't they're fake bullshit people right right and, and it and it just bugs me yeah because uh for one thing, he's he's as good as I've seen anyone in years. Right. He's unbelievable. But not only that, right? On top, everyone else who's nominated for best actor, yeah, I give you like ten other people who could have done that role. Right. Right. In this one, that's all bullshit. There's no this one else hard. who could have done this unless you get like Ian McKellen. I was just going to say, old for it, I was going to say, 20 years ago, maybe Anthony Hopkins, maybe Ian McKellen, maybe Patrick Stewart. That's, I mean, I'm talking one handful, maybe with fingers to spare. Right. Nobody left. The the stuff that yeah. he has to do and be believable doing it and the range of things that he's doing and the amount of time he has to spend, like you said, he's not doing anything right. the amount of time he has to spend in this movie not doing anything yeah but not doing it exactly like that character right. would and yeah. and with uh being able to deliver what he's thinking about and stuff while he's doing it and the whole thing yeah. he's unreal yeah in, in this movie it's incredible but also you know you can't take away from i think also the writing most of the time in this movie is awesome and and especially you know that one part where he's talking about the kids are out playing and yeah. the mom calls him in yeah i mean i almost like stood up just from him right. like delivering those lines i'm right. like oh my god and not only that but you're like how can she like sit there right and, and hear that and then you turn to her and she's doing a pretty good job of relaying the idea that she kind of can't right she's emoting well too and she's not nobody overdoes anything right right yeah no i that scene that scene i i watched more than once the scene where he shows up to work again he just comes in to work with his new blue hat his new man when they go out on the town oh my god but when he shows up to work and everyone's like mr whoops and then he's he's just rattling off orders in the most calm perfectly paced tone and realizes Miss Harris has a replacement and he's like, oh, we haven't been formally introduced. You know, she's like, the pleasure. And he's like, the pleasure is all mine. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, what? this is amazing. He's like, would you gentlemen follow me, please? You know what I'm and like? You know, really the fact that he's not hardly doing anything different. Right. Really. Right. right. Not really. Yeah. And yet all the people, all the other people in the office are like freaking out. They know it's different. like, he They're might like, as well be, you know, like right. blowing a horn. I was going to say, he could have come like, in with right? a megaphone and right. been like on your feet, gentlemen, we have a job. There's something about the way he's doing this. And everyone in that room is like kind of wide eyed, like shit's about to hit like, the what's going what on? What are we doing? Right. And I, I love, I just love his, 
his absolutism about knowing what is right, like what you're saying, again, the sports metaphor in a way, we're just, that one guy, was it Wakeling? He was just like, but sir, it's raining. He's like, I think we'll be fine. Right. You know, and that's like, get your ass up right now and follow me. Like, it's just, in, in a strange way, I was reminded of Peter Sellers and being there. Yeah. Like in a, in a really weird way. And I, I strangely think about that film a lot. And which I, is really weird when we hopefully are going to get to empire of light. Right. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually that's because I, when I was watching that, I'm like, oh my God, somebody else remembers being there. The way that Peter Sellers did that role. And there's a lot of difference in the semantics of it, but it just, it was very reminiscent to it. Made me want to, maybe want to see it again. Uh, you had told me, you know, watch living, you know, it's, and I knew, you know, you either really liked it or you really hated it. And I'm like, you really don't dislike Bill Nye that much to do that, man. Like when I'm firing this up, I almost texted you. It's like, man, why didn't you tell me to do this earlier? I've waited like three weeks to get to this. You know, it's, it's so much fun, but I also worry that either we're hyping it too much or people will watch it because it is so subtle. They'll just be like, what were those guys drinking? And it is like, like remember, very, it is like a very slow, it is like very subtle. Uh, kind of a movie thoughtful like, yeah it's great like literally almost nothing happens <laughs> in the entire movie it's like two days at the office three weeks playing hooky right. here we go you know and it's just like you know the women I come to complain oh, and great. get shuffled from department to department yeah everybody's just got their whole no my department does this and yeah. you know whatever and yeah. it's just the most weirdly you know bureaucracy mm -hmm. like under the microscope yeah. nonsense and even and then you get to the end yeah and it's like you know you knew the end was coming right, right. and you know one of the things that i think is the best about this movie yeah right because like i said there's all these things that i wanted to not like because they were what was happening right, right. because they're all so easy and like yeah. bumper sticker you know <laughs> uh things that happen but you know when they're on the train uh, and they're talking about like, this is what we're going to do now. Right. right. Like, like that hasn't happened in a thousand right. movies or whatever, yeah. or, or like that's, you know, just not what happens. That's right. What people do. Right. That's, right. I mean, shit, New Year's resolutions. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And they're on the train and you know, what's going to happen later. Right. And still you get there yeah. and you love it when it happens. Yeah. Even though you're like. Come on, I, I, I can, I can see. read this, yeah, right. you know, book yeah, from that, a oh, thousand miles away, right? Yep. But yeah, but then you still, you get there and it's still awesome the way that they do it. Yeah. And the way that that one guy yeah. looks like a puppy who just got kicked. Yeah. Right. And, yep. And when, when, stands, that guy's, yeah. when the guy sticks that thing on the shelf yep. and he's like, right. you, you just see him like fall. Hold. Yeah, he right? holds because he's like, yeah. am I the only one that remembers right. our oath? All right, uh, so we got to move on. Yeah, um, go see that. It's uh, it, it's awesome movie. But uh, as I said, I want to connect this to the whale in a weird right. way. Oh, that's right. So this is uh, Brendan Fraser. He's winning all the acting awards. Yeah, and you know, uh, if somebody has to win the awards, who it didn't really get it because Bill Nye he should, then well, you know, you couldn't give it to a nicer guy than Brendan right. Fraser in, in reality, right? Right, Brendan Fraser. Uh, who is, by all accounts, like just the nicest guy ever. He sure right? seems like it. So if somebody has to get it, who shouldn't, it right. might as well be him, right? right. Uh, and and this is a movie uh, based on a book, and it, you know it's hard to describe without just having to go too far into it. But he is a uh, massively overweight person living in his apartment. Uh, he works like online. Uh, teaching and and just like uh keeps his camera off yeah so so people won't see him yeah and uh and he's uh he left his wife years ago mm -hmm. uh for his male lover yep who has since died and now it's just kind of like fast forward past all these things which we will talk about you know having happened and here we are and his like his daughter shows up 
there's like this knockoff Jehovah's Witness who, yeah, who right. comes to his door and and basically we just like kind of enter his life and see what happened. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And you know, he's miserable, but he wants to help out his daughter, yeah, who has maybe not turned out that well at this point. Yeah, yeah. She's about to graduate from high school, whatever, and you know, there you go. And this movie, uh, so I wanted to talk about it because for me, this movie is like such a weird parallel to living because even though I don't think that Brandon, Brandon Frazier is actually doing nearly as good a job acting as everyone else does, yeah, he's still certainly doing a good job, right? I mean, he's still doing uh, a, a really good job, especially at some points, he's great. At some points, I think... Nah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, but he's he's doing a really good job. So we're focusing on the best actor, right? Right. And the movie is similarly just like one boring platitude after another, and everything just kind of chucked at you in like I think like the simplest ways you could ever say things, you know. Mm-hmm. We have to watch him eat several times in the movie in, I think, the most simplistically drawn scenes. Yeah. But at the same time, right, sounds horribly negative when I'm saying that, but it's really like the same thing as living, right? right? But this, for me, this is like the bizarro living, right? This is the exact opposite of yeah. of doing such a thing because none of it works for me in this movie. Oh wow. Uh I I end up giving this movie a 5 and I thought wow. a lot of the time it was really lucky to get it because there was a lot of this movie where I wanted it to be like 2 or 3. Yeah. Cuz there is so much of this movie that we have to watch for so long. Where I just felt like, you know, you could just have title cards, right? Right. I mean, you could just pop up some words right. and go, you know, he's unhappy, so he's eating again. And he's right. eating angrily, yeah, right? right? I mean, and we have to watch him do it. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I get it, right? And the movie is trying to give you all these psychological things and watch him just, he's at the end, basically, yeah. of a collapsing life yeah right and you have to watch so much of it that is just beating you over the head with like the most almost laughably simple versions of yeah this is what it's like to completely fall apart like this right that it's it's just like i said it it mirrors living in so many ways because everything that happens is, you know, just these straightforward, simple little platitude type yeah. moments. And that's exactly the same in both movies. Right. And in one of them, it's amazing. And in one of them, I just want to fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing today on the shoot? We're going to walk to work. Right. What are we doing today on the shoot? We're going to order pizza. You know, it's that kind right, of thing. Right. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right. And I thought you were going to come in harder on uh, harder on it. I had the I had your review a lot lower than that. Man, another Darren Aronofsky film that's so weird. You know, right. it, it works <clears throat> until it doesn't, and then it just doesn't stop working. It just breaks and starts smoking. Yeah, I still gave it a five, and that's almost entirely because of Brendan Fraser. And uh, I don't know, let's say her name wrong. Hong Chow, please. His friend that keeps dropping in. The two other characters in it, uh, the two other main characters in it, which is uh, his daughter, Molly, and the missionary kid, Thomas. Uh, Sadie Sink, everyone will know her from Stranger Things. She's, she's, I really like her in Stranger Things, and I really hate her in this movie. Yes. She's, absolutely sociopathic on 11 from the moment she comes in and almost every single thing that she does is just scream. And I get that she's sort of like a petulant tantrum throwing kid because she's really messed up. That's not, that's not it. But 
Aronofsky just doesn't have any gradient to introducing that to us. By the time she makes her appearance, we've heard about her and we we see how much he still cares. We've heard actually how much he still cares. And it's a strange thing that she's a foil for him and his heart problems because she is, you know, a problem of the heart. Like he left her, she feels abandoned. It's got a great, not a great, it's got a fine story that everybody's familiar with. It just doesn't work because her performance is just too adrenalized. It's just too much. The story about Thomas in the beginning I thought was a fine, you know, a fine way to get another character in there. But by the time his story comes around and you realize who he is, I'm like, well, that's just bull. Like right. there's no that's, way. And, it, and it's, it, it suddenly becomes less interesting because right. you think you've put an interesting spin on it and, and, it's, and you've, you've absolutely it's hollowed it out. It's so dumb. Um, everything for me that works about the film is Brendan Fraser, despite two scenes that he's in that I swear just took two stars off entirely from them. There's a scene that looks like it's going to be his Oscar reel where he's at an emotional weight and he's, and it's in the trailer. I'm not giving anything away. He screams, he's turning around, he's got oxygen in his nose. He's got tears in his eyes and he just, he's screaming like, I just want my life to mean something. I just want to know I did one thing. Right. Right. That whole scene sucks. Yeah. That whole scene is so off the charts, just bad directing. It's not bad acting because he did. I know he did what he was told to do. Right. But somebody should have just been like, okay, do you have a take that you want to do? Let's see. And it just would have been more impactful if I think you could have let him do it. And then there's the very end of the film, which single-handedly is just dumb. Right. Just, just dumb. And another example of him doing his mother shtick of, I think, I'm a genius. I'm going to show you why. Gotcha. You know, the thing, the thing works clearly as a play. And you would obviously think that what works as a play must work as a movie, and it just doesn't. It right. doesn't always translate because the things that you can get away with in a stage where you see, and why this is so powerful on stage for many people, is it's hard to be face-to-face -to, -face to somebody when they're having an emotional reaction. You People are just empathetic. They feel that. It's a little easier to not feel that way in a movie, though st many still do. But the beats that this thing takes and prescribes for the film, though it probably kills on stage, is a mistake. Yeah, it's I, just so transparently wrong. I think if you have play on this too, it would be better because you wouldn't try to hit so so hard, hard right? Yeah, you wouldn't have. Uh, it, you know, if you've got the play of this, you wouldn't have the part where. Uh, he starts eating the pizza and dumping yeah. like the ranch on it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that scene is so over the top, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, it's so over the top that it becomes fake in what you're trying to be especially real about. Right. Like you've gone so far with it that it's like, he's, super emotional he's angry mm -hmm. he's obviously like you know crushingly depressed and everything yeah. all at the same time and he's mad but it's got so much going on to it that you know you're you're almost talking like in hyperbole now yeah. and it just actually pulls it all kind of apart yeah that's not how that right looks Would, right i mean it's like I don't know. There's a lot of parts in there where it's like, our point is to really understand this person as delivered by somebody who doesn't really understand, understand this right. person. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it, that seems a great example before we, I know we jump in a sec, but uh, I, I don't know this is true at all, but I feel like it is. Like, I feel like Aronofsky saw the play. And while he was seeing the play, that actor, whomever it was playing Charlie, in that scene where they're like, look, you hate everything. You're miserable. You hate yourself. You're going to try to eat yourself to death in this scene. And that person picked up two pieces of pizza and just poured stuff on it. And someone in the audience went, oh, no. And Aronofsky went, there it is. Right. That's my moment. We're going to go for that. Like, it, it was an accident that they thought was genius and now has been fabricated into being absolute stupidity. The best parts of the film for me are the moments when, like, 
his friend is over and she's trying to encourage him to go to the hospital. And there's, I mean, it's in the trailer too. It's just such a great moment where she's like, you know, stab you. And he goes, go ahead. I got like three feet of skin. You're not going to hit anything. Right. And then she starts tickling him. And his reaction is so endearing. Like Brendan Fraser is so good at acting. I just want to see him do more of it, even at the hands of someone who's just so clumsy as Aronofsky. Don't like his movies. I just don't I just think. Can't. I just don't think uh, that uh, it actually, you know, by the end of well, it's it's weird because I was just going to say that uh, his daughter is so caricature, um, and, and it it really just also kind of pulls everything apart. She's such a caricature, yeah. but then at the same time, what I was thinking uh, about that is that in living, you know, like. Bill Nye really is kind of just a caricature, yeah. right? He's just like that kind of guy. He's yeah. not even like this specific guy right. so much, right? Right. But she is such a caricature and she's so over the top. And it's like, we can't stop making her worse and worse mm-hmm. without ever thinking about, I mean, you know, how bad does she have to be? Right. And it seems like everything about this movie happens in the same way, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, Brendan Fraser's character had to have like 18 different fat suits or right. whatever while it was like, but if we made him more fat, that would be even better, right? right. It's like, right. he's he's just the weight he is because that was the suit we could pull off right. not because there's any reason that he quite needs to be that much yeah. and his daughter is like that bad because it's like well i mean what if she killed the puppy on her way in right. like it's right. like yeah it's just like there's no trying to connect with what you're trying to tell yeah. there's just trying to be over the top about mm-hmm. everything or something mm-hmm. it anyway. relies it relies so much on the gravity of an emotion or of emotions that it goes hard up the emotions to get yours. And, and, and long after you get what something should be giving you, it like just keeps man, it keeps it hitting anyway. it. It keeps hitting it. This and, is a dead horse. And do you got a point to this that we're right. getting to that you want to move on? Because I get what you're saying right. about whatever. Right? right. And no, it's just like, what's better is to just do it more. Right. If, I got some energy. I want to hit this some good, more now. Yeah. Uh, all right, really quickly before we get out of here, we're going to uh, try and jump on Empire of Light. Yeah. Uh, because that's obviously also getting a fair amount of attention anyway. Yeah. Not as much as you'd expect, considering, uh, considering Cole's in it. Right. Um, and uh, this is the uh, Roger Deakins one. Yeah. Uh, you would expect that to get even more attention as well. Um, so this one is about uh, Olivia Coleman is this, you know, aging. I don't want to say the raw <laughs> word with uh, like how old she right. may or may not be or whatever. Right. But she's like this aging woman. Uh, it's like the 80s. Yep. Um, she's in uh, England yep. working in a movie theater yeah. that's called The Empire. The Empire. Right. And it is uh, a kind of a wonderful place that is all it's the eighties and it's already like past right. time. It's not even like now where right. no one will go to a theater ever. Right. right. It's like, um, not this kind of theater. It's like a, it's like a huge, it's like a theater that's been there like since vaudeville. Yeah. Right. It, it has a whole other closed off part where there's a dance oh, yeah. in the whole thing. So yep. this place used to be, uh, twice as many screens, yeah, but right. also had this whole other, you know, deal going on because it's that old, awesome place. Right. And it looks like a lot of it is, you know, it's very art deco design yeah. inside everything and whatever anyway. But so she works there. Um, and this new guy, uh, comes along who is a young black person. Yeah. In a time when we were having some problems with that in right. England, and right. there were, you know, a certain number of uh, Thatcher esque yeah. riots here and there. Right. And there was a whole like, you know, anti black movement sure. going on, some, yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, and, um, right. So, what's the guy's name who uh, runs a the theater? Uh, that's Colin Firth. Yeah, yeah, Colin Firth. Yeah. Um, he is like the manager of this theater. 
And and basically, it's just kind of uh, hilarity ensues. There's going to be Chariots of Fire is going to have its uh, oh, yeah, premiere there, so it's like some big deal. Yeah. Um, but really, it's about her and getting to know this guy, and then we get to know the other people who work there. Yeah. She has uh, some fairly serious psychological problems. Yeah. And uh, we get, you know, the telltale hints from her visit that really she's going off her meds. Right. And, you know, whatever clarity ensues. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we try to deal with her and her dealing with other people and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Um, I gave this one uh, seven and a half and I kind of wanted to give it more, uh, but I feel like overall the movie it, it it was it was a really weird movie. Like it's a good movie and I like it, but it never quite had anything more. And I wanted it to. This seemed to me like um the example of a movie when you know when you have like an actor or an actress, right? And really they just show up and are themselves and they go like this is good acting because it's what I'm doing right. and I'm a good actress. Right. And this was like you know, this is a good movie because this is a movie I'm making and I make good movies. Right. Right. I'm like, okay, but it's not really about as much as you think it is kind of. And it didn't really, it's gorgeous though. Yeah. uh, It's really fun to watch this movie just to look at stuff. Yeah. Like through this lens and it was gorgeous. Right. Um, it was really almost odd because even there's a part where these rioters like bust in. Yeah. Right. And it's these weird, like skinhead guys, and they're doing really weird things. Where yeah. I'm like, the extras had no direction, right? Right. Don't hurt <laughs> anybody, but because they're all being odd, yeah. right? Right. But they like bust in and they're picking people and they're mm-hmm. whatever. And all I'm doing is going, look how cool this looks. <laughs> so like during this part, I'm like, right, like how? Where's the camera here? And what kind of lighting? Like it yeah. looks so weirdly yeah, cool. It it's was. got this. Uh, it's got this whole vibe going on in every moment, even if you're like just staring at this pigeon. Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah, like so right. it's like so gorgeous. But it didn't really have enough to kind of pull me into this story as much as it thought it did, I think. And you know, it's good, yeah. right? It's definitely a good movie. It didn't have any it, it felt like it had no meat ultimately, even though it kept telling me it did. Yeah. And it was like Look, I've got this meat coming. And I'm yeah. like, uh, <laughs> you're gonna love uh, it. Okay. Yeah, right, you're gonna right. love it. I don't I can't remember what you thought of Silver Linings Playbook. That's a film that I thought dealt with similar things. It's about the human connection of people that are damaged and not quite medicated, and then they fall and they ruin every relationship that they can. And yet for me, Silver Linings carried me to the end of the film. Um Yeah, I I'm, really I'm, I'm really like that. I'm kind of with you on this. I, I gave it a seven. And I like Sam Mendes films, Sam Mendes's films. I love Olivia Coleman's films. Right. I'm all over Roger Deakins' work. That guy can just, you know, put a roll of toilet paper in front of me and make me look at it for a long time. It's amazing. The best part of this film is the first half, the second half when everything has to get messy and awkward and ugly because she's becoming unraveled and becomes you know sort of temperamental towards everyone there's still great parts that happen there are little flickerings of really fun scenes but i didn't love the way that that story unfolded and i didn't like how it seemed to just not care so much about getting me into that story beginning i thought the first hour where she's cautious and you get the sense that we're dropping in on her life but she's gone through now when you get to the end of this film you realize she's gone through this before like that's why she's so cautious she also is a caring person she doesn't want to get hurt she doesn't want to hurt others but the need to connect with people for her is so important she risks it she falls in love with steven steven's a great character he's got all kinds of wonderful motivations and then everything just sort of frays right and and though i didn't dislike the film I just found that I could have easily picked up my phone in the last hour and been okay, maybe drifting in and out of the film. I didn't. But when I do that, I'm like, oh, so here we are. That That's it. You know? But performances are great. Everybody does a really great job. This started off my kick uh, when I saw it last month of seeing friggin' Toby Jones in like every film. I, oh, yeah, I, I know, mean, exactly. this is, he was in everything that I was watching. And I'm like, my God, 
Obi, what are you doing? Um, and I still would suggest that somebody watch this film if you're in the mood. Strangely, the night I remember watching this, I was in the mood to see Violent Night. I couldn't because it wasn't out yet. Right. But I was in that mood, and I and I still found the love story between um, uh, I can't remember her name, Hillary, and yeah, I guess it's Hillary uh, yeah, and yeah. and Stephen. Um, I thought that was believable, and I liked them very much, even though it was not quite a May September kind of romance. Right. They're they're a bit off in age, but it didn't matter. There's also a lot in this movie that I wish uh, we looked at more if we were going to look at it at all. Yeah, right. Because That's there, a good point. because there was a, at a certain point, and like I said, I like the movie. I don't hate it. Right? Yeah, but there's a there's a point where we get kind of this montage, right? Where yeah. it's like the three of them going to places, yep. doing stuff, and everything. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to show me that at all, then I want to see more of that. I want right. to know what what's going on there. Like, right. why are they doing all these things as like this, you know, thruple group that yeah. we're trying to pretend we're both here we have yeah. an excuse for both being here because we bring one more person for more <laughs> right. like at least talk about that a little if you're yeah. gonna make me watch this montage yeah there. but anyway yeah and you know all of the parts with colin firth and everything that you know served a certain purpose and gave yeah. her a jumping board for something to be really pissed about and stuff yep but i feel like it all was kind of you know, I don't want to say it was like half-assed, but it was kind of like half-assed. It kind of felt tacked on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was in a way that that in a way that it didn't when when Obi was teaching Stephen about how to run the projections, right, and right. no one goes in there, and he just was like, "Yeah, maybe you're going to do this when I'm gone." Like that kind of heartfelt stuff was strangely earned, and the Colin Firth stuff, through no fault of his or Olivia Coleman's, didn't feel it. It just yeah. felt like, "Hey, look who's on screen now, now buy it." You know, so. All right, uh, that's all we're going to be able to make it through today, and thank God we at least got through that yeah. many. Um, right. Next week, as we do our best list, um, we will probably also have at least one movie to do, and maybe yeah. we can uh, just quickly throw out a couple of other titles, but mainly Here next we week, uh, be sure that you mark your calendars for the random date that that will come out. <laughs> And uh, subscribe yeah. to us on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you can uh, be sure to yeah. get that as soon as it comes out. I think this year is going to be a weird best list. So Mine is weird. Uh, so do, you weird. don't want to miss that. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Right. Thanks. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>